Hello, and welcome to episode 164 of the Dan York Report. It happened again this week, the name issue that has been a part of my life always. And it reminded me of the importance of web forms and how we ask for people's names and the challenges that are part of that. So to back up, so let me explain. I am going to be helping out at a junior's curling camp later this month down in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It's part of a program run by the Grand National Curling Club, or GNCC, which is the curling entity that oversees the sport of curling in the eastern United States. My daughter, who's 12 years old, is going to be in the juniors program this year. She's going down to participate in the camp, and I'm going to go along and be a, help out as an assistant coach, instructor, whatever else, that kind of thing. And yes, this is the Winter Olympics sport, curling, ice, rocks, brooms, the whole thing. We're both into it. It's a big thing. Anyway, so... You know, I submitted my name to the GNCC folks, the Grand National Curling Club, as Dan York, as I do everywhere, as I talk about in this report and all those different things. And they, you know, for their own legal safety concerns, uh, require everybody who's going to be working with the kids, whether you're an instructor, assistant, whatever, to go through a uh, background check. You know, they want to make sure that they're not employing... uh, you know, criminals, sex offenders, drunks, whatever, I don't know. They're trying to do make sure they're safe, at least for the legal liability side of things. And so I was like, fine, I'll, you know, go over to the website, start to enter in the form, and immediately I run into a challenge that I knew was going to be an issue because the background check side, of course, wants our full legal names because they go back and look through legal documents and do other queries and all sorts of stuff to go and do this background check. Well, here's the challenge. My full legal name is Lee Daniel York. I go by my middle name. Now, why I have that name is a nice family tradition going back a number of generations where the eldest son had the initials LDY. But from birth, my parents have always used Dan or Danny or Daniel or some version of that. And I've always used that. I'm Dan York to everyone, to all of you listening, to everyone else, etc., etc. But to this website, to the others, to the government. I am Lee Daniel York or L. Daniel or various combinations thereof. But this website has Lee as the primary name and the given name and York as my family name, which is fine, except that their report is going to go back to the GNCC as saying Lee York. And, of course, the GNCC has me as Dan York. Now, odds are there aren't a huge number of instructors and so on, and so they could probably make that match. But as I have done many, many times, I've had to just, I sent off a little note to the GNCC folks saying, by the way, when you get the results back, if there's a report for Lee York, that's really me. You know, no big deal, no huge amount of work. But it was funny because this happened at the same time as there was an article up on Hacker News, pointing to a web page that's uh, over on the W3C site about internationalization. And it's a page that was put up originally back in 2011 um, around uh, the names and the challenges with thinking internationally about your, or thinking about your website internationally, about globally, and what you do. And it goes through pointing out that, uh, you know, names are very different. For instance, it, it starts out looking at in Iceland, um, they use a given name and then a patronymic, a, a name that is based on your father's name. So um, if I were born in, in, in Iceland, my name might be Dan Davidson. 
because I am the son of David. Or my wife might be Lori uh, Ray's daughter because she is the daughter of Ray. It's, you know, it's formed like they don't have a, a family name. Um, the web page goes on and talks about, you know, in Malay, they would say uh, in, in Malaysia, you'd have Isa bin Osman, bin meaning son of or binti for women, etc. They talk about in, in Chinese, the names are ordered differently. Um, and some people adopt Western names, in fact, to interact with that. They talk about multiple family names in Spanish-speaking countries where you might have more than one. Um, or in, it mentions Brazil, where you might have three or four family names going on like this. Or uh, variant word forms, you know, middle initials that we Americans often use, uh, inherited names, lots of different kinds of changes and, uh, and, and ambiguity. So the point, though, that the W3C page is mentioning is that a lot of times we have forms that we in the U.S. tend to make with something like a field for first name, a field for maybe middle initial, and a field for last name. We do that with a first and last, even though when we're thinking globally, first and last are not concepts that work globally, that are out there in different ways. And so the question that it asks for one thing is it says, ask yourself whether you really need to have separate field names for the given name and the family name. Do you really need that first and last name? Or could you just have a full name or, you know, just name field where you could enter in your entire name? They also suggest uh, not using first and last name because that's not necessarily clear. They suggest using something like family name and other given names, although I would put the counterpoint that it does depend on where your audience is. If your audience is primarily in North America, um, folks here are used to thinking of first and last, and they don't think of what is family name, what is given name, what does that mean? So you may want to do something that says like, you know, given name and first or something in parentheses and family name or last name or something. You may, depending on where your audience is and what you're doing. You know, um, it, they also suggest the idea of maybe, if you're setting up a profile, asking how the person would like to be addressed. What should we call you, example, or something like that, that, uh, that would let people put in the name that they want to be called because there may be some other uh, mechanism or, you know, some, some other name that they prefer or they might have, you know, five names and one of those is the one that they actually want to be called. So it's, it's an interesting thing to be thinking about, you know, and a challenge, I think, for all of us as we think about how do we design our forms for a global audience. I, I will certainly say it's causing me to go back and look at some of the forms that I have online and to think about, do I really care about sorting on last name, for instance? That's one of the reasons why I've often differentiated between first and last name, because I've had this idea I want to sort on last name. But do I really care? Do I really want to do that? Why not just have a name field that people can put in whatever it, uh, it might be? So things to think about. I will put the links to this page as well as to the Hacker News discussion, which was quite interesting, in the show notes for this episode. And as for me, well, you know, I just send off that email because I am intent on continuing to be Dan York, wherever it may be. And for the degree of interaction with legal systems and computer systems that are inflexible, I will, I will be Lee where I need to, but Dan everywhere else. That's all for now. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What have you done to internationalize your websites or make them global? Uh, you know, what, what is your concern about uh, names or how have you dealt with this in the forms and pieces that you've worked with? You can leave comments at soundcloud.com slash Dan York, where you can also follow me there to receive more of these episodes or subscribe to the RSS feed. 
And uh, you can also leave comments in social media where you find these. And you can find more of my audio and writing at danyorkm.me. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.